I'm joined today by George Luckcraft of AXA Framlington, who manages the Diversified Income Fund and the All Share Income Unit Trust. George, hello to you. Hi, nice to be here. Um, George, um, obviously equity income is still a very popular subject, uh, a popular asset class for investors. Um, do you still feel there's as much opportunity there as there has been in the past? Uh, I think it's changes. Uh, some of the assets that people are invested in have got very popular and some have re-rated up to levels where I find it quite hard to justify continuing to hold them. But in, certainly in the smaller cap area, there's been a lot of new ideas last year and they're still coming and some of those still look exceptional value to me. So still opportunity set. And, and one of the things we were just talking about before we started filming was the fact that um, in that small cap area, which is obviously a differentiating factor in respect of the mandate you manage for St James's Place, there were still some very attractive yields uh, available where those um, th those dividends could grow. Is that the case? Uh, very definitely. There's quite a few stocks I bought in the last um, 18 months where I've been able to access yields of around 6%. And in a lot of cases, the balance sheets are strong, quite often with net cash, generating cash, good dividend cover, and actually a growth story to it as well. And if that comes through, I think they could be very attractive. And, and what does that tell you about the type of economic recovery in the UK compared to previous cycles you've worked through and, 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 and the opportunity set that, um, that you're looking at? I think it's actually more related to, not economics actually, it's to how fund management has changed, that more and more people are bigger fund management organisations run by compliance in, uh, doing it and liquidity is an important aspect and quite a few people have actually abandoned the small cap area and now you just generally do not find the wrong investors in that area and so I think it's broadening out to that and that's why the opportunity sets, sets there and very attractive. And, and how do you think about, uh, I know that you run a, a barbell strategy and we've talked to, talked to investors about it in the past, H how has that evolved given what you've just described in terms of the opportunity set and, and, and the way some other, um, uh, other organisations are assuring it? Um, the way I've done it is as the fund size has increased, I've increased the number of holdings and it's been quite a good uh, combination in that uh, as the cash came in there was more and more opportunities so I was able to get the conviction I wanted in the portfolio but still not having to take excessive liquidity risk and so that, that seems to be working really well. And talking about conviction, let's let's talk about um, you know maybe one of the ideas in the portfolio. There's a company I believe called Euracell, um, which manufactures windows. Perhaps you could describe um, more about what attracted you to it and, and and why you think it may be a good opportunity for for investors. This is a business that came out of a conglomerate management buyout and actually had a short ownership in private equity and came to the markets um, last year. Or or earlier this year on very attractive um, multiples, sub 10 times, uh, generating lots of cash, yields around 5%, with um, a good market share, but a couple of features that were really attracted to me in that they do recycling of the um, PVC, so they're end-to-end, -end. they also have their own distribution uh, network, which they're building up steadily at the moment, they have about 135 outlets, and they think the scope to double that over time, and as they do that, that will take more um, from their own manufacturing um, facilities where they've got some, some excess capacity. On top of that, the RMI said the repair, maintenance and improvement part of the market is still around 30% down from the peaks in pre-crisis, financial crisis. And so we could see some natural recovery as people get a bit more confident and there's just a catch-up to do. But I also think there could be some aspects of the pension changes whereby people can access the pensions. One of the things that people will be prepared to do is invest in the house because they should see the value incre increase on the house and also get some immunity value. 
Um, it started quite well. It's up 15% so far. And I think it still could become significant upgrades to come over time. So a growth story on still sensible ratings. And in terms of the, the opportunity to access income, do you see, do you see that the, the, the dividend payment growing in line with the, um, with the, with the share price performance? Um, yes, I think it depends a bit on the share price performance, but I think it'll be very definitely progressive dividends. So we're still yielding more than the market, which is important for me. But I, I could see um, de- nearly double digit uh, um, dividend growth from there. I suspect the shares could continue to re-rate and therefore it might not keep track with the share price, but still be attractive overall return-wise. Mm. And if you would look more broadly, um, balance sheets are obviously stronger than they have been for, for, for some while, uh, and some companies uh, have not only um, been paying out more uh, in terms of distribution, but have also been paying special dividends. How, how have you accessed that for, for, for investors? There's been quite a few. So I had MicroFocus um, for several years they're doing that. They then made an acquisition last year, which means they won't be doing special dividends for a while. So I've actually exited that position. But this year we've seen special dividends from Direct Line, Eshore, Intermediate Capital, ITV, uh, I'm forgetting one of them. Um, so there's been gen- quite a few around and I um, expect quite a lot of this to continue. So very definitely a feature in the portfolio. Uh, and do you see camp companies more attracted to the special dividend route rather than the share buyback route? I think um, a bit of a mixture. I think actually in some respects Next have had the best approach that they had been doing share buybacks once the price got to a level where they thought they couldn't justify it on a longer term basis. They actually then did special dividends and if the shares come back they go back to buying shares. So um, management I think have to be uh, look at both aspects of it. And, and in terms of the the economic opportunity set. Um, you were um, very vociferous about the, the fact that a Conservative election victory would be good for, for, for businesses, good for U- UK PLC. Um, uh, obviously, the, the fact that they got in with a majority um, helps them. How do you see the economic landscape going forward? Yeah. I think the important thing was getting some certainty so people, businesses haven't got the excuse of not making decisions. So I think it's going to be the UK economy is going to be a decent position. I think the housing markets and that aspect will continue to be strong. And the Bank of England might have to use some measures just to control that. But that won't necessarily be our interest rate rises on that aspect of it. I've heard anecdotally there's been a real pickup in confidence recruitment since the election with some signs of uh, wage, quite significant wage increases in certain areas. And I think that's the one area that the Bank of England will be watching for any potential trigger just to tweak interest rates up at, at some stage. As and when they can come, I think they'll be very modest and will take a long time just to normalise. And I suspect normalisation nowadays is 3 or 4%. I think you can control the economy at that sort of level nowadays. And in terms of, uh, in terms of the, the opportunity set in equities, you still feel that that type of economic environment is generally pretty good for equities? Yeah, generally, I think it's, there has been a bit of distortion uh, from QE into the bond markets, and that's washed through into the equity market inevitably. And yeah. certainly earlier this year, we saw a squeeze up on some of the large cap in quality income stocks to levels which I was uncomfortable with and I regrettably wasn't on on that bandwagon for for long enough but as the mod markets reversed recently that's reversed as well so uh, um, there is a bit of a distortion there and you've got to be very aware in the UK markets just the exposure to dividends in the commodity sector so BP, Royal Dutch Shell and then the miners as well so a big chunk of the income of the market is commodity related in that respect and something you have to be um, aware of. Um, and, and finally, while you're talking about commodities, obviously commodity share prices have been terrible performers. Um, 
is that something that's becoming more interesting to you at this stage? So it's very definitely a watching brief, but I'm still fairly negative on where some of these commodity prices will go to. So something like iron ore, um, as costs come down and falling oil prices help that, the cost curves are moving to the left and there's still not um, enough capacity being squeezed out of the uh, system. So I'm still on the bearish side of um, forecasts on that. Um, someone like Rio's, they're still making very high margins and I could see still more pressure to come. So something still um, to be wary of, but I still have a bit of exposure, but not a huge amount. So lots of potential opportunities, but uh, lots to keep an eye on. As um, always. <laughs> as always. George Lockcraft, thanks very much for your time. Pleasure.